Hi all. So a while ago on YouTube, I stumbled down a wormhole of small kitchen appliance reviews. As I was looking to buy an air fryer and perhaps maybe a pressure cooker, that's when I stumbled across one of the worst YouTube chefs of all time. His name is Jack Scalfani, as I like to call him. Jack Salmonella Scalfani. I watch video after video of him butcher, sometimes quite literally, recipes. Imagine driving slowly past a multi-car pileup on the interstate. That's my face as I watched him teach the internet how to make partially cooked meals of varying types and taking awful and unneeded shortcuts to recipes that are already quick to prepare. The absolute horror of Jack's lazy man chefing air quote techniques to my boyfriend Tom and now since we can't unsee it we are opening your eyes to it as well I'm Michelle and I welcome you to join us for this horrific journey better known as Pink Chicken and the Lazy Man welcome back folks it's Pink Chicken and the Lazy Man that's right we are back and here we are uh, this is uh, Pink Chicken and the Lazy Man in a time of coronavirus yeah, I believe this is episode number 12, for those of you keeping score at home, or maybe dirty dozen. maybe 13, what, Baker's Dozen, Dirty Dozen? Anyway, um, we're all quarantined, well, kind of, sort of. We're not really sure because the governor keeps changing his regulations regarding uh, what we're supposed to be doing. We were supposed to be locked down as a Thursday, now we're kind of locked down as a Monday, so... In that um, thought process, let's let's record some episodes. Let's have a little fun. Let's make fun of Jack and uh, have fun with it. So we're back with another episode. We're completely healthy. So we're going to. I've got a slight fever and a dry cough for a few days, but I think that's okay. I think that's mm, no. Okay. We're gonna infect you with Jack's terrible cooking. His, his cooking is a plague upon the land. <laughs> So, this is the cream cheese cracked chicken uh, video. Uh, everyone knows cracked chicken is basically uh, buffalo chicken with some bacon and some ranch flavorings added to it. Uh, it's been a hit on the YouTubes. Everybody's been making it. Um, lots of the Instant Pot ladies and lots of the mommy bloggers make this recipe. Um, Jack finds a way to put his own unique spin on it. And by spin, I mean horror. And by unique, I mean terrible. Um, so this came out a week ago. We are recording this episode Saturday the 21st, I believe. And uh, I think, is it the 21st? It is the 21st. March 21st, folks. I mean, I, working from home, you completely lose track of what time and day it is. Um, and neither she nor I have worn a bra in the past week. <laughs> so um, this was recorded a week ago. It's got about 9,100 views give or take, by the time you watch it. In case you're wondering what kind of cook Jack is and why people tune into his channel, this is one of his least successful videos, i.e. the food he makes doesn't look appetizing and probably doesn't taste appetizing. And it's got more videos than his, like, moderately successful dishes, the ones that's like, yeah, it's okay, he takes a bite, it's okay, he doesn't react negatively to it. And the, the, just, you know, the boring videos. His boring videos get no hits. It's the train wrecks like this one that really pump up the view count. Yeah, that's true. And he does have a full-on meltdown about halfway through, which we'll explain in detail here. Uh, um, and you can follow along with us. We'll post the link, as we always do, in our description of the, of the podcast episode. So you can suffer along with us. You can see the exact moments. You can hear the terror in our voices creep up. Just as certain moments in the video happen. If you 
set your uh, VCR clocks. Wait, those aren't anything. Your <laughs> YouTube play button now. Oops, we forgot to mute it. Anyway, so he's he's getting into it. He's he Here we are in the overexposed, badly white balanced kitchen. Once again, wearing the cooking with Jack shirt, the cooking with Jack um, hat. We're all decked out, and now we're going through the ingredient list, which appears to be three check chicken breasts, but you don't really find this out until later. Two sticks of cream cheese, King's Hawaiian rolls, ranch dressing, a packet of sharp cheddar cheese. About I guess that would be two pounds. Mm -hmm garlic salt, uh, some kind of cheese that I can't really tell, and then bacon that he very much wants you to know came from... Oh, that's sliced cheese. Oh, okay. <laughs> it came from Cracker Barrel. He did not make the bacon. So... Uh, apparently, uh, Cracker Barrel, if you show up to Cracker Barrel and let Charles Dickinson's seminal character Oliver Twist hold out a bowl and say, please, sir, will you give me bacon? If you're corpulent enough and they feel bad enough for you, Cracker Barrel will give you an unlimited amount of bacon for you to take home. So that's what he did. Um, and I, I pulled up a recipe. I, we watched this a couple times um, just to see exactly what went wrong um, because we care and we want, if you make this recipe at home, we want you to succeed on like Jack. Please don't make this recipe at home. <laughs> don't follow this recipe but there's several others out on the internet for cracked chicken that look appetizing and come out decently um with decent photos um but anyway so the liquid he puts in again once again is bone broth but a, a recipe that i uh was following calls for water and right here we're gonna pause it here for a second at about 157 in there's a big editing error in this video where he tells you he puts in a half cup of chicken broth or bone broth sorry he's on the bone broth kick and then you feel like you've just had a stroke or a loss of memory of some sort and then you see the same clip of him putting in the same amount of bone broth. He only adds it once, but for whatever reason, he has it edited in here twice, so it looks like he actually put like a full cup of chicken broth in. Well, the reason he does it is the recipe included in the description of the video does not have the bone broth added to it. For some reason, he feels he has to add it because he doesn't feel there's gonna be enough moisture in it, and he's always setting off the burn alarm of his ninja booty. Oh, well that's, well, in that case, if that's what, if that's truly what it is, that's wrong. It really only takes a half a cup, but you have to watch the order of which you add stuff to the Instant Pot. Well, if you had too much, of the technique here. yeah, if you had too much stuff in there, obviously it's going to give you the burn notice or whatever. I don't, I don't know what the Ninja Foodie does, but I'm sure it does something like the Instant Pot where it gives you a burn notice. Well, you and I have noticed in his previous videos, and I don't think it's about this recipe. I think it's about his previous recipe videos where he's using a, a, a steam, a Ninja Foodie or an Instant Pot. I think at one point he had an instant pot. I don't know what happened to it, but he's on this instant um, ninja foodie. Thank you, ninja foodie kick. Well, so when he's been using the ninja foodie before, when he's been pressure cooking, he's always been adding two. He's always been adding two little liquid because we've noticed that the one recipe he did, he had to double it. He doubled all the other ingredients. He made a double batch of something. But oh, was that was to the... put one cup of broth in. Oh, you mean the taco soup? Well, I don't want to be a spoiler alert, but when we get to the end of this video, I'm gonna bring up the taco soup recipe again because you will see what exactly what we're talking about here. I don't want to give anything away about how this recipe turns out but 
it's wrong. That I mean, just that's the bottom line is it's wrong. But we're going to move forward here after the uh, glaring editing issue. Or maybe not. We, we're not really sure if it was intentional or not. Oh, no, it totally was because he says, wait, hold up. And then he, he just does a quick dissolve with his hand. You see the liquid disappear under it. So he pours the liquid in. Then he says, wait, hold up. And then there's a... The audio, he's edited the audio, but he didn't edit the video. He just uses the same video. Oh. He didn't, he didn't dump it out and fix it. He just, he just used the same so video. At the bare minimum, this recipe is impossible to follow based on his cooking techniques. Right. Which will screw up um, people watching the video's cooking techniques in turn. Because we're supposed to be looking to him for instructional recipes here and... The, already that as, I'm confused. He doesn't name this one as his lazy man. He doesn't name this as one of his lazy man video series. But he doesn't cut up his chicken. He just throws the whole chicken breast. in And there. that's okay. That's suppo- you're supposed to do that. However, I don't know that he's measured it to the degree of some of these other recipes because it says two pounds. He throws in three, I think maybe four chicken breasts. That could be more. That could be less. I don't really know. He doesn't know. Yeah, nobody knows. Like, I don't think... Because he didn't have to take this out of a prepackaged tray of chicken. He took it out of a random bag that he got. Yeah, so I don't know if he just had a thing of chicken that he broke apart. But, like, he doesn't say that he's measured it on a scale either. But the most of the recipes I found that are using a half a cup of chicken broth and a ha- and two pounds. Uh, a half a cup of chicken broth to two pounds of chicken. Now, here's where he, he screws up. He I puts... Think- the cheese, the shredded cheese in here, you're not supposed to do that at this point. That comes after you release the pressure. And also he's putting two blocks of cream cheese in here. You're really only supposed to use one at this point. So that could trigger the burn notice. All the salt and peppers and seasonings, that's okay to add now. That doesn't matter. You would want to add it now because you're going to infuse the flavor. So he's putting the lid on and we're all good and dandy. We take about, I don't know, 20 seconds here to figure out how to put the lid on. I so mean, if you're paying attention to video production style, you can see uh, the reflection of two lights. Those are two LED instruments on tripods in his shot. Um, they're getting bluish. I finally figured out why his white balance is off so much. Um, obviously, he doesn't white balance right before he starts rolling for production. And he probably has a huge window uh, frame left. Uh, big kitchen window that's probably throwing a lot of natural light in there. So, it, depending upon if it's cloudy out or sunny out, depending on what's coming through that window, sunlight usually reads blue on camera sensors. So his little LED lights, which look like 500 watt elements each, maybe they're K. Um, it's just not enough to overpower the sunlight pouring through the window, and he's not white balanced for the sunlight. Sunlight reads blue at a different color temperature than the lights do. Okay, so now we're talking about some $7 device or something like that he bought off of Amazon, which I've, I've seen um, Pressure Luck, who exclusively makes Instant Pot. I don't think he has a Ninja Foodie, but he might may have tried one, whatever. But he exclusively uses um, Instant Pots to cook with. Now this could be, this device is um, supposed to disperse the air being released from the Instant Pot so it doesn't blow up in your face or on your cabinets or whatever. What's well, supposed to deflect steam coming out of the instant pot everybody who's a pressure cooker knows especially an instant pot or a ninja foodie when you turn that steam to release the steam a geyser of hot steam comes pouring out the top of the thing and shoots right up in a straight in a straight line right through your ceiling right so this is supposed to disperse the steam a little bit and i don't know if this is made for the ninja foodie it may be 
generic where you could use it for both. But it doesn't deflect though. It doesn't, it doesn't disperse. It deflects, which means oh. it's going to throw that hot jet of steam at a 90 degree angle. Which is oh really yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, that steam pressure, the, the the pressure release valve on a, a yeah, you're right. It is, is shaped to, like that. It's meant to aim for the ceiling because it's not you're not supposed to hold your head over it, and you're not going to like be standing eight feet away and still get steam burns by putting the stupid little seven dollar silicone deflector he has on it. He is now aiming it at the humans. Yeah, well, it's, he's like he makes the point of telling you not to do that. However, so it doesn't work, and he apparently gets the burn notice because all of the liquid evapor ends up evaporating and it doesn't come to pressure. So he has to go back in and re-add liquid. Now we don't know. I mean, this is Jack telling us that there's not enough liquid in it. What Jack's interpretation of the recipe is, based on what actually is in the pot, are two different things probably. So he ends up putting another half a cup of broth in. So I don't know at this point if we have one and a half cups of broth, a half cup of broth, one cup of broth, no, no broth. I don't really know. But he gets on camera and he is so mad about it. He is so mad about it. So we cut to the, it's done finally. It goes off. So he's, he's now, he's plating it up. He's got these King's Hawaiian rolls that he wants to put them on, which are usually good for the, this type of thing. Apparently he's toasted them. Yeah, he's toasted the King's Hawaiian rolls. He puts a a slice of cheese, whatever that cheese was, maybe cheddar, I can't really tell. It's cheddar, he mentioned it was cheddar. Which is twice the size of the bun. So, I mean, if I was going to do this, I would cut them into fourths to match the size of the bun so there's not the overlap. But that's just me because I have OCD or whatever. But even if you use two fourth slices of one slice of cheese, it would have looked presentation-wise a little bit better than what this is. And then he dumps, or takes a spoonful, I should say, of the cracked chicken and dumps it over the top of the cheese. Hope I'm guessing to hope it'll melt the cheese onto the bun. But the cheese kind of just sags down and you can see that the cracked chicken, which is supposed to be thick and rich and hearty, is like soup. It actually is more liquid than the, <laughs> the taco soup that he made a couple weeks ago. Yeah, the taco soup was rather dry in the cracked chicken, which is supposed to be the consistency of uh, what I've come to know as chicken or turkey barbecue, where they just basically take chicken or turkey, whatever you choose, and they shred it. And then they just add a jar or two of gravy to it. And that's you put on sandwich buns. And that's like a, a church picnic kind of a thing, or somebody's having a, a get-together, a shower or something. And you, people usually do that. Bring a bag of rolls, you bring a crock pot full of... Uh, turkey barbecue everybody's you know bob's your uncle uh, yeah but that's it usually has kind of a, a thicker tendency to it you just want enough gravy to coat the to, to coat the meat you don't want it running this thing is running like soup off the bun yeah and so i don't know if he he understands that it's too soupy to eat or pick up and eat but at this point he's like oh i'm not going to eat it with the bun i'm just going to eat it off the bun i'm going to eat around the bun whatever um, and he then realized, he realized the disaster show he had with trying to pick it up. So then, then because of course you don't, you don't, you, you know, you you spend all this time making this recipe. You're proud of it. You're not proud of it. Whatever. In comes the huge Horkin Convoy of Hope lower third. That's should be at most two lines is like an entire paragraph with grammatical errors of all kinds. Um, and so you can't really see the end product other than the, the two second zoom in that he gives you right after it's done, which well, looks out, like a disaster. You figured out why that is. And it's, it's, it's like an old censored graphic 
whenever they would try to hide a crime victim's eyes or a naughty naked body part on the, on the news, they used to put a black bar over stuff. He's using the Convoy of Hope as basically a sensor bar to hide the horror show that is his cooked food. So now we're at the end of the video, folks, and we have the three call, the call to action, the three things that you can do now, the title card. What my suggestion was, hey, take that Convoy of Hope graphic and make it into an end title card and then flip between that and the three things you can do now. Or make it four things you can do now and then list also the Convoy of Hope on here. But he pads this title card out. In this instance, I think we counted two minutes and... 10 seconds or maybe it was it's, full, it's almost a full two minutes like a minute and 47 seconds or something. so and that's like what we figured out like 5 12 to 15 percent of the video math more is 10, more than 10 percent yeah the video in one static graph math is hard yeah so and we f i figured out the reason why this is and i just researched this because i wanted to know why she has notes written down. <laughs> i have i have notes so he is a youtube partner which he admits in other videos and YouTube partners have the monetization package where they can do video advertising. YouTube sends you checks. Yes. Based off the advertising they have on your video. Yes. But there are certain guidelines for that. So he has, a, he signed up for something called YouTube Inslate Video Ads and they appear before um, a YouTube partner video. He's a partner. And, but it's for videos that are 10 minutes or longer. If the video is shorter than 10 minutes, it is not going to get an insulate video ad. And an insulate video ad is where you make your money. But you only make your money if you, if the person watching the video watches the full advertisement, whatever it may be, the full 30 seconds, the full minute, whatever. They're not, they don't get any money other than that. So that's how he's, that, that's why he's padding it like this. And I feel like that's a cheating way of doing it. Like I could understand maybe 30 seconds at the end of your video, 10, 15, enough to read whatever text you have on there. Two minutes is, or almost two minutes is way too long. That's way too long of a time. And, and he doesn't have that many words on here to read. And he's been doing it consistently. Or look, if you want to hop three things at the end of your product that you're already trying to get YouTube advertising dollars for, make three title cards. Make three outro cards. Dissolve into one another. Do whatever you have to do for a transition. At least make it visually interesting. People, I can't imagine people are watching this video all the way to the end. But I think there's something with that as well. I think he's... It doesn't matter how many minutes you want. Like the video... He, the video that he's doing, it has to be 10 minutes long so he gets the ads to monetize the video, but he's really, since he's already got so many hundreds of thousands of subscribers, and he's already made it to a certain level of YouTube subscription level, and that he's a YouTube partner, he's not, but the thing is, he's stagnated, he's not getting bigger. And there's a huge jump in YouTube subscriber level between the 100,000 100, subscriber silver level and the gold the gold level is a million and he's stuck at 400 and he's stuck at 400 like four fifty yeah 450 ish so he's not getting to the million which has more monetization uh possibilities for you yeah and probably more perks like you get more features turned on from what i understand but it seems like he has a lot of them already however i feel this is a, a way of cheating the system like okay every maybe every so many weeks you're tired you don't want to put out a full 10 minute video fine but like this is blatantly scamming the system like i just i don't see any other way around it like you know you can pad videos out different ways show your you're chopping up bacon you know even though you didn't make it chop it up or you're like listen guys here's why this failed or 
you know. Yeah, he has errors in this video that would have benefited you just from a content perspective. It would have benefited you, the viewer, for him to fix the errors and maybe talk a little bit about the dangers of, of deflecting the steam or something. It's not that hard to come up with another hour. It's not that hard to come up with another minute and 13 seconds of content. And, and not only that, but he used to, in his, if you watch some of the older videos he has out there, he would interrupt his own video with his own commercial. Like he would produce 30 second commercials, like saying, hey guys, I got the best sauce ever, blah, blah, blah. I feel like YouTube frowned on that. I think that stopped when he became a partner. Um, because they're like, oh, we're doing insulate ads now, buddy. You can't have your own insulate ads. We don't get money off of that. Um, well, maybe that Unless could. you want to pay us and then we'll pay you. That could. Them. That could be a possibility, but I mean, still, even if you throw something quick at the end, like an outro, record an outro and make it different every week, and then be like, don't forget, here's the three things you can do right now, blah, 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 and then put the title card up after that. It's just, this is the lazy man's version of you, of making a lazy man's version. Like, we're into some kind of vortex now. It's like a black hole. It's all going to fall in on each other. Like, I just, I, it's, it's not good. Now you ask us, why do we know so much about YouTube? Because we don't have a YouTube channel. Why do we know so much about YouTube partner channels? Jack has started another video series, which we'll, Shell will tell you about. Yeah, it's called How to Make Money on YouTube. But really what it should be is how to be a lazy man on YouTube. Because, I mean, he takes literally every shortcut you could imagine um, to promote not only his, his channel, his sauce, his, his brand everything and um to scrape other people's viewers and and it's just it's absurd go i ran a social media conference we had google there to speak we had google there as a person to speak at the conference and like it, uh, it, it makes me so angry as um <laughs> it just makes me angry as somebody who knows the right way of doing things and the lazy, stupid way of doing things. And he's doing the lazy, stupid thing. And he's finding luck every so often. Like, he'll find something and he'll hinge on the something. And right now it seems like the YouTube picker, and I don't know if there's a more appropriate name for it, but like when you get to the end of a video on YouTube selects the next video you're gonna watch. He somehow has hinged his star onto Babish. And now he's picking, like he l releases stuff well, on he, the same day and time as Babish and it's really creepy. Well, I bet you he has, I bet you every tag that Babish has on his videos, he has the same tags. Mm-hmm. So he, now he has, he does have 433,000, Jack has 433,000 subscribers. So I think Jack has angled his system and he releases the video. This is what we couldn't figure out. He releases the video like 30 seconds after Babish because YouTube wants to show you relevant content. And if everything's equal, kind of the same length of video, kind of the same popularity, all of the same tags in the same category, if everybody's doing that, the only way you can trick the system into making you another recommended video for Google to pick, for, for YouTube to pick your video for the next picker after a Babish video, all it has to go on is uh, update uploaded. Mm. So if your date uploaded is five seconds off of the other guy's video, it's gonna be like, well, yeah, this is absolutely relevant content because it's chronologically relevant. So that's why he's hitched his wagon to uh, to Babish videos and to other people's more famous cooking 
YouTube cooking channel videos because he's trying to play that YouTube algorithm that says all things being equal, same tag, same channel, same category, same number of subscribers, all things being equal, quote unquote, what would be the thing that would make me pick your video not the show? What would make YouTube pick your video not his or his video and not your video? It's the time uploaded. Because you notice Google in YouTube, you can sort your results by date upload. You know what I would I would really like to know? I mean, we we have like what two listeners or whatever. If by some chance Babish himself came across this podcast, I would challenge him to to stop his whatever I don't, I don't want to hurt his monetization but just to throw off jack instead of a tuesday video release it monday release it thursday release it on an odd day and just see what happens for that one week how it affects jack's viewership because i wonder if a lot of these videos like he like we said 9100 um right now as of a week ago this video he gets them off the YouTube if he if he gets them off the youtube picker or if they're his fans like his real people that are subscribed to his channel if they're organic where they're coming from i that's what i want to know because I, I can't see anyone like sitting through this and being like this is okay i mean other than us because we're nuts but <laughs> this is not okay this is not what it's supposed to look like well we have a mission jack is our first target we are going to start looking for the worst cooks on youtube we started with jack we have another we have another YouTube chef in mind that just makes god awful things for her over for her oversized family. Um, <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, we call. We look forward to. We're not going to release the name, but we we lovingly uh, nicknamed her Prepper Lady because she preps for the apocalypse of food, both what she makes and how much she makes of it. It's but just. But she does it in kind of a big box store way. Most preppers, and I watch a lot of prepper videos. No comment. <laughs> uh, most preppers are kind of DIY homesteader people. They're like, okay, I have my water tank. I can catch and harvest the rainwater. Then we'll feed my bean sprout plant field in the back of my sunken greenhouse. And it will. And then I, then I can my own stuff on a pepper pantry. Prepper lady basically goes to Walmart and buys like 12 jars of grape jelly, makes sandwiches out of like eight loaves of bread, and then freezes them. And that way when her several children, I think she has over five of them, might be eight. Eight, yeah. There I are think. eight children. Then she's just like, you know, every day she has to quote unquote feed the homeschool troops and she just reaches in that freezer and pulls out a frozen PB and J, probably tosses it in the microwave for ten seconds and bang, eight times in the row. The consistency issues I have. I mean, we're off the rails here, but I think stopping it at this point would be good because we're talking about preppers and you know, all set. This, <laughs> this is a channel preview, but it's it's. We're not a YouTube channel. We're not a YouTube video. This is a podcast. People love our long <laughs> podcast. Well, I mean, honestly, like this prepper videos right now are probably popular on YouTube because of everything that's going on and like the shortages of um, basic necessities. Feedback, folks, let us know if you want to see us try to make our own hand sanitizer. We'll practice on the cat. Let us know. <laughs> we'll, we'll turn this into a prepper channel lickety split for you. <laughs> no, we're not going to practice on the cat. But um, yeah, we we eventually maybe want to expand this to. If our listeners demand it. Um, maybe other podcasts, maybe a YouTube channel. Like maybe we take Jack's shit shit recipe and make something that actually makes sense like say okay here's where he went wrong 
let's try it out and here's how we improved upon it. I mean, I don't know. Well, give, give us your feedback. Give us your ideas. Tell us what you want to see or hear. Correcting with Jack. Correcting with Jack. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so um, join us for the next episode. Um, I'm not sure where we're going to go from here. There's a couple um, new food crimes that he has out there. Plus there's the whole YouTube uh, making money series, which is just a gold mine of wrongness. So, um, but it's a different kind of wrong, <laughs> culinary wrong that you originally joined us for, all two of our listeners. Hi, Mom. Uh, all <laughs> two of our listeners that are out there, you have joined us for his culinary exploits. And the next one is a doozy, keto rice pudding. You can only imagine how bad it is. Oh, it's bad. But um, we will end it here, and we will see you next time. Bye. <laughs>